Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. And welcome back to Projectile Lunchcast, episode 39. My name is Marcel, still unfortunately stuck at home, but fortunately stuck here with my man Richard. I am fortunately stuck at home. And unfortunately, Basti is not with us today, but there's an excellent reason for that. Because if you're not aware, uh, uh, Variety has today uh, posted like some of the first screenshots from the filming of uh, Denis Villeneuve's uh, Dune movies. And Basti has seen those, and ever since he has been reduced to a drooling mess. He keeps muttering about uh, Isaac Oscars, Oscar Isaac shit, <laughs> oh. about about the the manliness of his beard. Uh, hopefully, he will be fully recovered and functional by next week's episode. I, I poked him, and he just kept be. he just kept rocking back and forth and saying Kyle McLaughlin over and over again. And the spice must flow. The spice must flow. Looking cool, though, right? Kinda. Yeah, I, well, I, I haven't seen I haven't seen it. It's Dune, right? Mm. Dune? Is Jason Momoa a sandworm? Uh, I don't... Well, spoilers, but I don't think so. He should be. Just like just like full regular sandworm body, but full Jason Momoa face. And he just says, woo, every time he goes over the sand. And he has hair like in, in, in Aquaman, I yeah. assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just flowing, luxurious hair. Not bad, not bad. I'd watch it. So be, uh, before we start talking about... Because that's what we're going to do, right? We're going to talk about video games today I was for a gonna, change? I was going to actually ask you if you had to look up how to say the director's name. Why? Because apparently it's hard to say for a lot of people. It's uh, Denis Villeneuve. Why, why would that be hard? I, I don't know, man. Don't ask me. I'm not a lot of people. Well, he's Canadian. Okay. Isn't he? I think he is, right? Hot facts. I think he is, yes. yes. Hot facts with Marcel. He may be Canadian or not. Who knows? <laughs> but um, before we talk about new video games, and, you know what we've been up to recently, we must, as always, Richard, you know what, what the course of these things. We must honor the time-honored tradition of honoring games that came out on this day in history. What an honor. Uh, this day in history, naturally being uh, uh, April 16th. Yes. Um, there are three games that uh, I would like to bring to your attention on this day. All right, set them before. Two me. of them are rather old school. Okay. Uh, the first one is the original Eye of the Beholder from 1999, yes. a PC RPG, the first one in the legendary Gold Box series. It was called. It was a series. I think like four. Are these uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, RPG games? Are these Baldur's Gate steel? And no, they're not. They, they, these were like you know the like the the um, first person thingy back in the day. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Because like the only Dungeons and Dragons games I fuck with are the two D beat 'em ups. Uh, well, I played those as well. I got all the achievements, I think. The achievements. <laughs> yeah, but like this was a big big deal back in the day. Yeah. Um, I think it was the first one of them. It really brought you like you know D and D 
as a introduced in the as a big uh, PC gaming franchise as mm -hmm. well, uh, beyond you know just being a pen and paper mainstay, of course. Um, funnily enough, also throwing back to last week's episode about real-time strategy games, um, I have the Beholder, I believe, was developed by Westwood, so the creators of uh, Dune 2, Battle for Arrakis, and uh, the Command and Conquer series. You got like a Dune-based theme going on here. And Lands of Lore. So those guys not only revolutionized real-time strategy, but they also were pretty big, you know, uh, in pretty big name in PC RPGs back in the early and mid '90s. Lance of Lore. Yeah, you never heard of those? Is that like a dragon lance thing? No, lands, as in, you know, several lands. I thought lands. you were saying lance. No, lands, like uh, countries of lore. I thought you were going to start talking Regions about Drizzt. Drizzt is not a dragon lance character. Uh, Race Lin. Yes, Race Lin Majer would Aha! be a dragon lance character. Correct. Very Fuck good, you, Richard. nerd. So you. You, 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 you're a big nerd boy now. Very good, it. Richard. I so proud it. of you. Yes. Um, and the other, like the next game I have is, as chance would have it, also a, a um, RPG P from a classic PC series. Because okay. in 1992 on this day, uh, Ultima 7 came out from uh, his lordship, uh, Richard Garriott. By his blood. Please address him appropriately because he's been to space. Unlike you, I believe. True. Please buy his blood and give it to me. Yes. Uh, quite a character, Richard Garriott. Um, one of the founder of Origins, which was, you know, in the, in the 80s and early 90s, a huge, huge name in PC gaming. They did the um, Ultima series of RPGs, which I have to admit, I only ever played the last one of them, Ultima 9, okay, which absolutely blew my mind back then. Yeah, uh, There were nine of them. There were several attempts to develop a tenth, but it's probably these days, like, I, I feel like almost like its bigger legacy is in a way Ultima Online. Right. As like the first big MMORPG that would influence World of Warcraft and everything that came after. Yeah. But Origin, so you know, you had you have here a guy that um, insists on calling himself Lord British, uh, who has made a ton of RPG games. The first one of the first MMOs, or at least he put his name on it. To be fair, that is a um, dope fucking nickname. He has sold uh, vials of his blood on eBay uh, to finance one of his later games. Seriously, buy me one. He has been to space and also, in the, yeah, like he origin, he, he founded a company or worked in a company alongside a gentleman called Chris Roberts, huh. who is known for doing Wing Commander and a lot of crowdfunding for uh, Star Citizen. So quite an illustrious round of characters there. Do you think Chris Roberts is super jealous of him going to space? I could, I could probably see that, yeah. Like Lord yeah. British comes back down and he's like, cute game. I'm too busy going to real space, but you have fun with your 300 million in crowd. So money. here's the thing. When uh, when he when Lord British left EA after um, the Ultima games, he did a new MMO called Tabula Rasa mm -hmm. for NCSoft. Yeah. And uh, it was not as successful as they probably had hoped it would be. <laughs> so while he was in space, uh, NCSoft announced that the game would be uh, sunsetted. Oh, I hate that term. <laughs> so, like, he was back, like, so how's everything going? We're like, well, we killed your game. Oh. How, how was Space, though? So that <laughs> while, was... Uh, while you were out, we killed your game. Story. Yeah, yeah. As you, as you tend to do. I think, you know, it's... it's. I feel like it sets a precedence. Like, if in the future any leading developers of a struggling game are in space, I think that may be the perfect time to kill that game off, if that should happen. I, I like it. Like, it was just, he's so powerful, they had to wait till he was off the planet to shit can his game 
it's an amazing story, right? Like uh, I love, I love it makes for great storytelling. Storytelling, goddammit. Goddammit. And I have one last game that I would like to love to hear your thoughts about. Okay, I'm ready to give my thoughts about it. It came out uh, April 16th, 2019. 2019. Um, 2019. German studio. Uh, it's called Anno 1800. Anno... It's a city building game for PC. City build. I've never heard of this game. You've uh, never heard of this game. Yeah. Um, is is it like SimCity? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so really. No. Is it like... For, Age for of... one, the franchise still exists and it's still going strong. Yeah. So yep. that's unlike SimCity already there. Uh-huh. So, okay, An- Anno 1800? Uh, yeah, I think this one is 1800. Yeah. Okay, and I guess it's from a series. It is. It is the seventh game in a 20-year-old one series, yes. Wow. I, how do they crazy, seven yeah. games that I've never heard of? That is crazy. Yeah. So I guess you I play. Think you, would, you would probably need a incredibly attractive and charismatic uh, brand manager to manage such a brand. You play as Anno. He's the titular character. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You play as Anno on his wild romp through the, it's you know it's a comedy. It's a yeah. time travel comedy. Yeah. And he's building a city. Yes. Is he like a Roberto Benigni uh, comic? comedic effect like italian character like like is he like mario level like he's like oh no my city oh no he's german so he's very very you matter of fact very business so he's, he's got spreadsheets as you do when you build cities i don't know like i said i've never heard of it i can only assume that the the team behind it is a group of talented young people that that should be enjoying what i'm guessing is a great success Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, they should all be very proud of themselves and hopefully uh, talk to me less. <laughs> I will I will let them know Thank uh, you. your, your thoughts. Yeah. If, if I should I ever meet any of the people behind this game, I will let them know to please right. talk less to Richard from upstairs. Pass along my congratulations from a safe distance. I will. At least, what is it, like uh, five feet, right? Yeah, five vertical feet. Has it been a year already? Holy shit, dude, yes. Like it's, wow. It has been a year. Fantastic. Time really does fly. It does. It does. No. And it I, feels like the last the last two months by themselves were a year. No. Um. More, more or less. Uh, yeah. Every yeah. Every every day is longer. Um. No. I I dig I dig uh, I dig Anno. It does it does a couple things that a that have helped me as a city builder. A shitty city builder. Um, which is the the blueprint thing and the uh, the moving moving buildings because that's my that's my like city skylines sim city caveat. I always I'm like oh I should have put the highway there and it's like time to bulldoze all these fucking buildings to get my roads acceptable. And that game just did uh, you know that it's uh, it's Fred Durst's way or the highway? It you is. Have two op- you you have two options. One of them is to watch that Fred Durst movie where he's a director. Uh, John Travolta's in it, or bulldoze all your roads. I just remember, didn't you once say that? What, what was it that you said? Hmm. I dress like the last thing I saw before falling into a coma was like a Sears catalog from 1999 with Fred Durst in it or something. That is true. That Interesting. Is, that is true. You you look like your wardrobe was selected for you uh, as if you were going to stand in the background of an old episode of Friends. I have never seen Friends. Honestly. It's either the, that. That's why I think you wear the video game T-shirts all the time, because like all your normal clothes are too normal, and like your handlers had to inform you to like blend in, <laughs> and you're just okay, like, uh, "Give me that Doom shirt." I do have a Doom a Doom Three shirt. I'm sh- Doom Three. Yes. Quite the betruging. The betrugering. 
Mo- Mo- mucho betrugering. That was the Spanish subtitle. Do <laughs> uh, three. Uh, uh, m- mucho betrugering. Mucho betrugering. Wonderful. So um, yeah, these these are all the games I can offer today. This was like a a um, kind of like a meager day. Like there hasn't been between early nineties and like twenty nineteen, there hasn't been anything that I really was much aware of coming yeah. out on this day. Like going through lists. So. I mean, no, those are those, that's quite a selection. Those are good. I like I like the the uh, variants. I like the history. Um, I like how the title always adds up to nine. I like all that stuff. In in Ultima. Yeah, yeah. So, as I said, I I only did play Ultima Nine, but that was like one of the first times I think that I specifically upgraded my PC to play a single game. You had to put like a separate soundboard on your PC. No, I think I went from 32 to 64 um, uh, RAM. Wow. You should have just I downloaded think... more RAM. Yeah, as they do these days, that's as, true. Yeah, yeah technology's caught back up. Then, back then, the power of the cloud was not existent, unfortunately. There was no clouds. No clouds. Speaking of clouds. Yes. We're going to get that to a second. So, Richard, like, what do we want to talk about today? Today, I figure... Throw man, something at me. Look. We, we we always talk about the industry, and that's great because we're obviously industry experts. I mean, I can't think of a more expertier expert or wordsmith. But uh, but you know we're we're always doing that stuff, and we don't we don't ever get a chance to to check in on what we're playing. So you know I figured let's just uh, let's just we we've had a lot of time to play sometimes with uh, with each other, sometimes just. Uh, just checking out what, what our varying interests are. I figured I figured let's just uh, turn down the intensity. All right, just settle in with a with a glass of whiskey, and uh, and talk about what we've been playing. Do you remember the the distant past, like the origin story of this podcast? There was a young strapping lad from the UK called Matt. Matthew. I, I've heard of him. He has described himself at various times as a wordsmith, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's how he rolls. I always describe him as a rightist. A serial rightist. Or or a thief, because I pin most of my crimes on him. Oh, that makes sense as well. I mean, to be fair, he does look like, like he's straight out of a Guy Ritchie movie sometimes. If you put a beanie on him, he will get arrested. <clears throat> That's true. Hey, remember when we played uh, when we played uh, Divinity with, with Matt? That was good times. Was Speaking of rogues, because I was a rogue. Back at, yeah, back in the day. Quite successful. Quite uh, successful rogue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I backstepped like a big boy. And, yep. Yes, I can't remember what happened afterwards. After, afterwards, you uh, you didn't have your stealth on, and you just got slapped. Nine. Pretty sure that's how it went down. Okay, so anyways, what have you been playing, Richard? What what's what was the most recent game prior to this call that that ran on your PC or console? Oh oh, well, that's bad because I just I just downloaded uh, Doom Eternal and played exactly eight minutes of it. So I finished Doom Eternal yesterday. Wow. Okay. So so don't don't spoil me too hard. Um, my my. You kill demons. Oh, god damn it! I I just asked you not to spoil anything. I didn't even know. I thought he was gonna like there was like a friendship mechanic, like uh, like in Mortal Kombat 2. I thought I thought you could just have tea with him. This is fucked. Um, I will say my here's my seven minute review for Doom. The title card in this one is not as cool as in the first game, um, so it's it's starting from from way behind. 
like like Doom from 1994. Three? No, no, no. I, yeah, I mean the first new one. I'm sorry. 26 Doom uh, parentheses 2016. Very good. I, I like how that has become like an established thing where like even developers or so themselves will say yeah Doom 2016 or something. That's fucking dumb, but I get it. I get it. Um, no, the title card in the uh, the opening Doom, the whole like uh, the whole uh, opening straight through to when the word Doom is on screen screen for the first time is a fantastic game opening. Uh, pun- punching the console as dudes outlining your objectives is is fantastic. Uh, loading the guns while you're in the elevator, fucking wonderful. And this one doesn't have it so far. So, uh, but but I'm interested. I really dug. I really dug new Doom. I like the old Dooms. I like this Doom. Um, so I'm hoping that it's good. Did you enjoy Doom? Um. Yeah. Uh, well. So oh, so here's no. the thing, right? Um. The thing is that it's. Been, I think it's been a long time since I was so torn on a game. Okay. Like when you're really in the flow, you know, when like the music kicks in, like great soundtrack from me, Gordon again, like um. You're just jumping around, killing people. It's like, damn, like this game is fantastic. But, and I have to say, like, even at the times when I didn't like it, it is a, it is a a technical masterpiece. It, like the, the graphics, how be, they look, like the performance, yeah. like the loading times are basically non-existent on an SSD. Like right. it, it is like really a technical masterpiece. And it, it seems like it's optimized like a fucking great great job with that. Like, uh, yeah, I better remember I was already like with the last one with 2016. Yeah. Like after a while, they released the Vulcan update and they said it, it was like performance increases by I think like up to 60%. And it, it ran like a like you know like a dream back then as well. That's so yeah, that game it it is absolutely like a technical masterpiece across the board. There's no other way to say that. Um, it also it feels a little bit you know I'm not going to spoil anything, so I'm going to talk in very general terms. Mm-hmm. It always feels to me like a little bit like it fell into that. That um, that trap that some very great video games have when it comes to sequels. It's like, well, we we need to add new stuff, you know, for to, to, so people say, oh, it's a sequel, and you don't get a bullshit of Doom Two. Well, it more feels like Doom One Point Five, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so they add a lot of stuff, you know. There's more. There's more uh, navigation, platforming stuff. Mm-hmm that I did not necessarily enjoy. It It did not really fit my fantasy of, like, I'm a demon-killing machine. Do you want to give the audience full disclosure on your disdain for platforms? Oh, no, I, I don't have a problem with platforms per se. Uh, they must have a problem with you, then, because I've seen you try to jump on things. No, I love I love most platforms. I love... Um, I'm, I'm okay with Steam. I love uh, Uplay and Origin. Epic is fine. Epic's only fine because they're giving me free games every time I open it. Which you know is that's fine. That's no? fine. Isn't that Just fine? fine. Okay, so, so what they, you want from Epic? They added the, the, so basically the combat is still is still on point, um, but uh, but some of the extra... in a way. Yeah. Um, the other thing with the combat is like so I, I feel like in, and it's it's kind of hard to to put that into like you know words sometimes, but like in 2016, like it was it, it was obviously a power trip, right? Like you yeah. were like the demons were scared of you, right? It's right. like you are uh, death incarnate for the demons. Yeah. Uh, but it was still challenging. But with yeah. this one, it feels like uh, because of like the mechanics of how you recover health and and um, and ammo, like it feels like you're constantly struggling to to you know keep your resources top up. And so, so it feels so, like you're playing more defensive sometimes, or well, not defensive, but like you know you're constantly moving around and stuff. Yeah. So it didn't feel as much as like um, you guys are in a room and I'm with me and I'm gonna fuck you up now. It's more like um, you're in a room with me, and I'm just gonna constantly be dashing around to make sure I get get some ammo and health and stuff. 
Yeah, so, I mean, like, the, the defense has yeah. changed a little bit for me, I feel like. They leaned on that a little, and, and in this one, it's it's straight up a, a marketing bullet point, like on their Steam page. Uh, they're, they're tr- what are they, unholy trinity of getting resources back, so what it's it's glory kills for health, um, chainsaw for ammo, and flamethrower for armor. Is that how that works? Correct, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So in the last one, I, I do think they, they added a nice balance to that in the case of, like, the the problem that they solved is is you know without regenerating health and uh, and standard health pickups which both can can cause a pause in the action like I really I really think that they they should be kind of applauded for finding a way to let you keep marauding through a level you know just keep uh keep tearing shit to bits while actively uh, getting the the drops that you need you know so it's like I'm low on health better start prioritizing glory kills you know i'm low on i'm low on ammo chainsaw once or twice i i think i think that's that's a i always think it's really fascinating whenever companies or teams uh find a find a solution to something where it's like okay how do we keep this game challenging but keep the pace up you know so um but i've also heard from from others you're not the first person to tell me that that in this uh in this version of it they, they lean on it really really heavily yeah, it's uh, again like you know you don't feel like like um, so powerful anymore. And of course, some people can say you know like it, a game doesn't always have to be a power trip or whatever, and that's true. But like for that game, and very specifically, you know, in the lore, they still talk about nonstop. You know, the, the demons are all super afraid of you. Like oh my god, like the Doomslayers here, all demons should evacuate or whatever. Yeah. Um, which you know, there's like a little bit of a how do you say a, a ludo narrative dissonance maybe. Ooh. Ooh. I'm bringing out the big words today, eh? big words but um, and there and there is a, no spoilers i think anybody who's really interested in the game may have picked up on that by now from from pitching on, on social media and stuff there's one enemy type specifically that uh, really like every time it shows up like completely sucked the fun out of the game for me so i didn't like, it feels uh, like it breaks with a lot of the rules of the game yeah. you know like the, the combat rules so i didn't so, uh you're my conduit to social media so i didn't pick up on this until you told me about it but go ahead and go ahead and break it down so yeah, there there is there is one enemy type. It's the Marauder, who um, you know occurs occurs at various times throughout the latter part of the game, and yeah, like uh, pretty much most of the rules are just said like they don't apply to him. Ah. So and that is you know that is, I know like sometimes people really like that you know for variety. I, I know a lot of people really are fans of a game occasionally breaking its own rules. Personally, I, I was never a fan of that. Like I always feel. Um, if a game, you know, successfully over time establishes a set of rules that that you know everything lives by, mm-hmm. that's great. And then um, suddenly having something where hey, everything, you know, all your muscle memory or whatever that you've learned um, is not valid anymore. I'm not a big fan of that. How do you, especially if it's not a one-off thing, but like you know, like a like a repeatable a thing that the thing that you now have to deal with, yeah, constantly. How do you feel about? Um a battle pass or progression system in a single player game like that because it's something i've also heard about from people it's a bit weird so essentially what you do is um there is a a battle pass that is completely free Mm -hmm. there is also like a second track or something a separate battle pass however you want to call it really that you can unlock uh via um twitch prime okay and it is all purely cosmetic stuff it's like you know different skins for the Doom Slayer. So there's a lot of cutscenes where you see him like third person. So you will see your skin, including a unicorn one from Twitch. Um, there is weapon skins. There is you know really like completely non 
consequential you... things like here's a different platform, you know, if, where he stands on in the main menu while you while you load the game or something. You you can get all that stuff uh, on the Steam version, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. I've, I've I've been playing on Steam, yeah. Okay, because yeah, I haven't. I, I think I tried to link my Twitch Prime, and it was like put in your Bethesda account. And I was like, um, no. Yeah, you have to link your Bethesda account to your Twitch, and you have to link your Steam account to your Bethesda account. Uh, which I think I did part of that because someone is desperate for me to play Fallout fucking seventy six again. Yeah, because the wasteland is out. Shit! God <laughs> damn it! Fucking Bastion! Fucking Dune! I meant to start with that. I wanted to lead in today with, with the wastelanders. Uh, can well, we start over? Uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just delete the uh, this old the rest of this podcast. I'll delete all wasteland the old episodes too. They're all they're all garbage. Just to be on a safe side. <laughs> just to be yeah, it's the only way to be sure. Nuke it from orbit. So overall, um, you finished it, so I have to know. Uh, uh, what, 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 give me your two scores: Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. Uh, I'm really bad with scores. Um, Just rough it for me. I mean, nobody, nobody's holding you to the fire. Uh, Doom 2016, a nine out of ten, maybe. Yeah. This one, a um, eight point five out of ten or so. Okay. Wow. Okay. So pretty much, like aside from a few gripes, you like this just as much as 2016. Well, as I said, like when the combat flows, it's great. It 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 felt like to me by the end, it was like maybe this game could have been a little bit shorter. Okay. Actually. Okay. Um, I really liked the exploration. This one, like with the map or so, like there's some um some nice collectibles and stuff. So that that was fun. Yeah. And didn't detract too much. I feel like from the main game, but uh, yeah, uh, I think overall 2016 was a was a more cohesive game like and i really hope that like they they take some lessons from the feedback and for next time they th- you know maybe i again i understand like this this impulse of like it's it's a sequel a full price sequel after a couple of years you, you want to add new stuff that's normal I, I get that but um i think doom 2016 was a kind of game where like a lot of people would have been fine with just you know, like more more uh more content or more co- content or combat variety rather than saying well this game definitely needs to look on the water levels and stuff like that man yeah that's weird because i really i really did uh think that um doom 2016 was was pretty excellently paced absolutely yeah i, I mean that game is, is honestly is uh, i would say a masterpiece top to bottom yeah all right so yeah i i will i will hopefully uh be able to start that um be able to start that uh tonight and then uh and then i'll I'll maybe next time we do a checkout i can do a little more on that um but but yeah it's good it's good to hear that it's not you know because i i've I've talked to some people that were really loving 2016 and thought that this was a big step down but i'm not sure that it's it's quite ready for that uh level of virtue vitriol i'm gonna edit that out well, no, this has to stay. Like, if, <laughs> if you look, if you make me... also right, I forgot something. I, I just <laughs> yesterday I got around to watching, sorry, listening to the last part of um, last week's episode. Yeah, you did not add the welcome back, Commander voice line. What? No, I'm pretty sure I did. You just gotta listen right. So there. I must, I must insist. It's, it's in this one. No, it's there. It's there for sure. No, the last thing you did last week was like add like a weird stuttering sound where it sounds like I say Mario Kart instead of Mario Kart. Which you do. I do not. And history will show that I'm right in this one. <laughs> but no welcome back, Commander. It's shocking. Hmm. hmm. I'll investigate further. Yeah. So, okay, that's Doom then. So yeah. we're, we're, we'll hear more about your adventures. Have you played anything else recently? I have recently finished uh, Neo 2. Um, how did you like it? 
Well, I finished it, which means I'm ready to start Neo 2. I don't know what that means. So, um, it's really, it's thank you for the uh, the amazing segue 10 minutes ago where you were worried about uh, Doom being 1.5. You remember? Um, yes. Because that is, that is I, I would say, a valid criticism to lean towards Neo 2. Neo, is, Neo 2 is, is, if you were going to look at it cynically, um, Neo 1.5. Uh, in a weird way, um, so I I enjoyed Neo One. Uh, I think it gets a it's in a weird place that all the other uh, games that have elements from from software's venerated series uh, they they fall into the same trap of it's a genre now you know um, yeah they just happen to be the best at it so like whenever you see people taking elements from it, like there's, they, they catch a little more scrutiny than I think you would for another uh, more established genre. You know what I mean? Uh, nobody complains about like shotguns and, and shooters, for example, you know, stuff like that. Like, I, I complain about shotguns, like people in Valorant with shotguns. Fuck you. Oh, well, yeah. I can't wait to hear all about that in a few minutes, but, uh, but for this, um, so, so in, uh, in Neo one, you had the whole, the whole uh, story campaign. You played as, uh, as, as William, um, Neo Two takes place before that, um, and you you have a your your own custom character. So like um, the things that are coming back from Neo, and I'll just list them out, and you can tell me how much this sounds. Is like all the weapons in the first game are back, including the the ones that came out for their DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, weapons in that are not like in a in a Souls game where you're just picking up like a new sword and going at it. Like they each have their own um, uh, move sets. It's pretty much a play style. Like you want to pick. A weapon to main, like like it's it's almost your class, uh, essentially. What, what weapon would I be? Um, you you said you liked uh, quick weapons, yes? No, I'm asking you. This is your psychoanalysis by the means of virtual weaponry. Uh, yeah, I you you like stuff where you can spam attack, so quick weapons would be the thing. Um, and for that, there's there's quite a few. You can actually uh, the the interesting thing about that is like even the slower weapons have kind of like a quick thing because. One of the things um, that hopefully will not um, put the audience to sleep is like Neo can get a little deep, so there's a lot of a lot of weird tangents that you can go on. So it's like, okay, so the 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 uh, axe, the axe is a big slow weapon unless you use it in low stance, because there's stances as well for all these weapons. So you have your like um, your low, medium, and high stance, which directly translates to to uh, uh, light, medium, and heavy punching, for example. Like, attacks in the high are take longer but hit harder, and vice versa for the for the low. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some... So you would say... So so Axe is very slow, for example. Axe is pretty slow. So Busty would be an Axe. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's pretty fucking slow. Um, but uh, there's there's faster weapons. You got, like, your, your dual swords. You got your um, Tonfas, which are a ton of fun... And, what was uh, your favorite weapon? Oh, the weapon that you used the most throughout your playthrough. So you, you each each uh, each build essentially incorporates two weapons. You have your primary and secondary. You can switch between them on the fly, like during combat. Um, but you can also just equip and unequip anytime. Uh, I used the Odachi, which is just a big fucking sword. And uh, the the new one of the newer weapons, the dual hatchets, which uh, are dual like, hatchets. Yeah, so it's like two axes. Uh, two little axes. They're quicker. That sounds like something out of a slasher movie. Yeah, they're they're kind of fucking cool because like you you do the um you do like the uh the Thor thing. You throw them like that's the the caveat there, and then they just kind of magically show up in your hand again after you throw them. 
So, so you would say that like the, if there is an overall theme yeah. for your Easter holiday, it was slaying demons across a variety of I games. I was just in, yeah, in well, gruesome I, ways. I was slaying a Yelkai. <laughs> Isn't that a demon? Pretty much, yeah. Um, so yeah, all all those weapons came back from the first one, and then they added two new ones: the hatchets and the uh, the switch glaive, which is kind of like a like a trick weapon from Bloodborne or like something you'd see in Monster Hunter. It's like um. I got the reference. Yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a scythe or a or a uh, spear, depending on what stance you're in. It's kind of cool. Um, so, but 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 for people that are familiar with that first game, like you play through it, and it's like, okay, I'm unlocking the same moves for the sword that I did in the first game. Um, they change the trees up a little bit and how they distribute the points, but uh, essentially you're doing that. Um, some of the levels are straight up lifted from the first game now. Anything that is recycled in that front is is usually a side mission or like a little submission fun where you're like, oh, I'm going back to this bathhouse that was in the first game, or I'm going back to the the canyon level, and you kind of recognize that. Um, a lot of the uh, like effects and menus and UI are straight out of the first game, so not not a ton different there. Um, but uh, they the and the and the gear. Uh, progression thing kind of changed a little bit, but but still, like if you're familiar with that first game and you're just super thirsty for more of it, then that's that's great. Um, but it's also a good a good indicator. Like if you tried that first one and you're like, man, this isn't for me. Like I don't think there's the new stuff they added is great, uh, but I don't think it's something that would really drag new players into it. They did uh, a lot of work for the co-op, which has been pretty pretty greatly improved in my opinion. Like it's not, uh, and, and they did they actually patched that into the first one as well. So it's it's we've we've often talked about trying to co-op um, Souls-like games and how difficult that can be because they don't want you to co-op them uh, um, consistently with friends. Uh, Neo's cool with that. Um, you can just kind of join and you have a shared meter of times you can get killed during a mission. And then if that if that's if that's gone, then it's a then it's a mission wipe. Um, so they do balance that quite quite nicely. They they up the enemy count and uh, and health when there's more people around. You can do the whole summon friendly people, fight uh, fight people's AI ghosts and shit like that. So there's there's a lot of cool stuff there. But yeah, um, essentially uh, this this isn't any spoilers. But once you beat Neo, uh, it opens up your new game plus, and it opens up a new uh, gear tier. You know, I think Diablo does something similar, right? Yeah. Yeah. It does, like in the, in the adventure mode, yeah. Right, right. So, so I mean, like you now have this new gear tier. So all of the shit you earned in in your in your playthrough is easily, essentially, like right the minute you you strike down that last boss and he starts raining the new gear tier, you're like, okay, all my shit is useless. Um, and it opens up the insane uh, build crafting in that, and it, it's like the 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 reason that I that I think it gets a bum rap about being compared to Souls because it does have the whole like kind of stamina thing. And the kind of um, attack prioritization and animation prioritization, all that stuff. Like, there's a lot of lessons early on. It does it does feel like a Souls game with the difficulty and all that. But uh, the way they've set this up with the gear is like, as as you kind of get used to your gear and leveling up and uh, messing with the stats and how how um, straight up Diablo like they can be. Like, you're looking for gear with a specific stat. Doesn't matter if it's gear you'll wear because you're just trying to harvest that stat and put it on the piece of gear that you want. Um, you can straight up break that fucking video game, which which became necessary in the first one. So they they as their DLCs ramped out, and they they put up new difficulties with each DLC. Um, 
they ramped to to a, a straight up crazy level, but people were already busting that game wide open. Um, so it, it it ended up it ends up really transforming from a from a Souls like experience to this kind of Diablo gear hoarding. I wanna I want the best stat on my big sword so that I can do eighteen point four percent more damage with this. Um, and you got to take like a fucking college class to 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 understand this stuff. So yeah, it, it's a weird feeling because like I beat that game. Um, and then I was immediately like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll wait for the DLC to come out and then maybe, maybe give it a run through again with all the new gear and stuff. Like I, I, I messed around making a new build for myself. Um, so I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I think the only, the only thing that really kind of bums me out about that is like, they have a neat concept, um, for the story that they never really come close to doing anything interesting with. So it's like, uh, think like um like assassin's creed or or i guess even like samurai warriors or dynasty warriors or something like that like it's it's real uh historical figures um just with with a bunch of like demon fantasy stuff overlaid over it which is uh, to me so did they again have did they have a pawn shop Geralt in this one again uh william i guess so uh, well, see, that's the thing. Like, he's a he's a real person, right? So, I mean, I guess they. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, so, uh, and they did nothing with him in the last game, essentially. Like, he's just like, ah, I'm William, I'm a real person, just like everyone else in that. It's like they could have been a lot more interesting with it. Uh, yeah, he he's there. He's there in the trailer, so that shouldn't be spoiling to anybody. But uh, he shows up in a way that I found um was was very very satisfying. I th- I like what they did with uh with his his tie into the game, and even though I felt like the story was a bit of like um a bit uh campy and kind of kind of schlocky for what they end up doing with it i think uh, i think putting them in there was pretty cool so did you actually play any multiplayer a co-op or yeah um that's that's always been a good way like when without i without me yeah you were uninterested my friend um which makes sense it's 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 not the easiest thing it's not a good entry point for for that series, for that type of game i'd say i i think uh i think maybe if you're enough of a like um like a Diablo fan that you want to mess around with perfecting a gear set, it might be worth getting into. Like if you've been a little curious about souls, but you're way into Diablo, that might be a thing. But, um, but yeah, uh, I always tell people when they're getting into even, even dark souls or anything like that, like one of the best ways to learn that game is to um, help other people play the content. So I would get, uh, I would get summoned a lot. Um, And just like in souls, like you don't lose your souls if you die while you're helping someone out. So it's kind of a cool way to, See other play styles, see, uh, you know, practice like a, a weapon that you're not good with because like by the time you, you, if you end up sticking with a weapon, like you level up weapons as you use them. So it's like, oh man, I've been using this one for too long and I, I've got a, too much of a gap to switch to another one at my current mission. So I'm just going to, I'm going to try out the, the Tanfas in this one. Um, it's kind of a cool little risk, risk-free way to enjoy those games. Um, so yeah, that, that's the kind of co-op that I got into. But not, not bad. Yeah, not like uh, never. It, that was always like old school because they have two different kinds of co-op. Uh, it wasn't the meter shared. Uh, let's do a whole mission together. It was like you just you just sign up and it's you, it, there's a menu that's like, do you want to help people? Because there's people looking for help, and then you just hop in and help. So yeah, if you liked it, it's good. If you're curious about it, uh, find a way to give it a shot because Neo was Neo was fun. I'm glad I played it. It was good that there was enough break between the last one I played. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I gave it eight Marcells out of ten. That's a lot of Marcells. That's a ton. And as we as we all many. know, like 
the only the only thing that's better than one Marcel is eight Marcels. Mm. Maybe five as well. Terrifying. Yeah. What else? What else have you been playing? You, you, my friend, have a lot of yes. explaining to do. Uh, I know it's uh, it it is surprising because it's very atypical for me. Yes. It is not the kind of game you would normally expect me to play, uh, some, or some would even say, enjoy. Some would but say, yes, Richard, I have I have played and finished Journey. What, like Journey, Journey? Yes, Journey from that game company. I finished it over the weekend. Wow, that's a good game. But not something you would expect today. Eh? No, because I was going to make fun of you for something else that you've been playing. There is nothing to make fun of. Mm-hmm. But yes, I've I've played Journey. The uh, it is quite experienced. The art style is incredible the music yeah. is incredible yeah um i had heard a lot of people talk about journey and i didn't really quite get it what they were talking about you know, oh, you know it's a kind of experience i was like well yeah i guess i can try right because it was and, free um but yeah and i spent i did spend a lot of time um with another player you know like like just uh, helping each other um boosting each other to 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 get you know to the destination mm-hmm and I, I I found it quite interesting, and maybe that's like a a psychological trick the game plays on you. But like it feels like you know people just spam that one symbol, right? It's always the same symbol. Mm-hmm. But it did feel like, for example, you know, like the guy, um, you know, he makes a jump and you fall off, and he comes back and like he does the thing. It's like, oh, you know, he's trying to, he, he's encouraging me on you know, that, that next time you're gonna make the jump and stuff like that. So it it did feel quite in, uh, ingenious, like in the way it it encouraged people without any of the tools for communication, you know, that you normally have. There's no voice chat, there's no text chat. You don't even know what the person's name is. Um, to to encourage you to play together to reach a d- destination. So that was like it was a very neat little game. I like it. That's awesome. Why don't you tell us about that other game that makes you a hypocrite? Uh, Valorant. Because uh, I don't like playing Counter Strike. Not quite. We'll get. We'll get. Uh, let's say Valorant because I, I got a few questions about that. What about what about that other one? Do you remember how all those times you were talking about how you don't like like Japanese games? Not a big fan. The weebs, all the uh, the evil weebs. What, what was that other game you've been playing? Um. Uh, I also finished recently uh, Infamous First Light. No, not not that one. Keep keep going. Not that one. Um. Uh, what else have I been playing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Warzone, naturally. No, I've been, no, we'll talk, I've been well, all that is man in the gulags over that, Dusk. That's something we'll talk about in a minute. What's that other game? Uh, you're probably referring to Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's right, you motherfucker. Why? I, I, don't, I don't get what the big deal is. All right, so let's talk about... Uh, it's just a video game that everybody's playing. Let's talk about how The hype you, is strong. You, yeah. the only person yeah. to, to seemingly disdain Japan, became an, a hyper otaku... Uh, weeb nerd. Well, I'm not hyper, nor otaku, nor weep. Maybe a little bit of a nerd, but not even that. Uh, it's just a game that I'm playing, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's good. It's a it's a very it's a very well made game. The <laughs> the like combat is a ton of fun. teeth with you. Okay, so, you, so how, how much? To, look, look, if if you try to shame me for playing a video game that half the world's playing, then I'm not gonna make it easy for you. Oh no, I'm trying to shame you for playing you something that you shamed other people <laughs> other people for playing. Um, so you you uh, you have played a little bit of Final Fantasy VII as well, right? I have played the original Final Fantasy VII on PC all the way up to the what was it like, like back then? Like the final boss was like was three fights in a row or something or two? Yeah, sure, that sounds Final Fantasy. I I didn't beat the final final boss, and then like I didn't feel like grinding back in there because I can't remember what it was because it's so long ago. But there was something else I wanted to play. But like I've played all the way, um, 
uh, up until the, the, the final boss. Pretty, I... pretty sure he levels up with you, so grinding wouldn't have helped you. I see, I didn't even know that. Um, and uh, I remember I recruited Vincent. Vincent Valentine? Badass. Yes. Yeah. All right, so, so now you're playing Remake, which is interesting because I would probably, uh, and you, you correct me if I'm wrong, describe of the two of us uh, myself to be more of a Final Fantasy fan. Uh, definitely, because the last Final Fantasy game I played um, any amount of time off was maybe 10, 15 hours of Final Fantasy X a long time ago. That's a long time ago, and unfortunate. Um, but either way, as this game was coming out, I pretty quickly lost interest in it, but you ended up uh, picking it up. Well, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, all the games I want to play have been delayed. There's essentially nothing coming out that I really, really want. You know, it's like this thing of, are there games coming out in, in the next couple of months that I will play because I, I get them from Xbox Game Pass? Yes, absolutely. Are there any games coming out in the near future that I would, you know, if I had to make the decision right now, would I want to buy them at full price? Probably not. Okay. So, you know, it was that, uh, as you know, I'm at times a tiny little bit susceptible to hype. Uh, yes. There yeah. was a I tiny, tiny amount of hype for this game. Across my across my social spheres, yeah. so I was like, you know, what the hell? I may just as well dive in because this may well be the last game that gets released before the zombies eat us all. Okay, okay. So, so you like you you're liking it so far? You like the combat? Yes, I think I've I've only played for uh, maybe eight nine hours or something. Ah, uh, still, that's I'm, you know, I'm I am in chapter five, I think. That means nothing to me. I think there's like eighteen or something chapters. I don't know. You could just but tell I, me where you five. are in the greater Final Fantasy storyline. I am uh, in in the uh, sector five. Oh, okay, I think I remember. So, have you been to the you've been to the bar? There's yeah, yeah. I've, you, I've, I've been to Tifa. the bar. Yes, I'm I'm currently I'm currently. This is the first segment of the story where I'm in a party with both Tifa and Bird. Okay, all right, you're full on Mr. Avalanche now. Uh, I guess grudgingly so. Um, Final Fantasy VII is the one game that Square Enix seems to always... To me, it seems like a kind of cascading, self-fulfilling prophecy thing, where it's like, this one made a bunch of money when it came out, so we're going to put a bunch of money into expanding its universe, which makes us a bunch of money when it comes out, so we're going to put a bunch of money into expanding its universe. Um, And of course, I've watched too much of that stuff. Every time Cloud can talk instead of me having to write to read his dialogue, I find him annoying. Mm-hmm. Is that the case in this? He, well, I wouldn't say annoying. He is um, very cloud. You know, it's it's like very very nothing nothing yes, personnel yes, of, kid. Yes, of course you would do this, or yes, of course this is what you would say. <laughs> it's always adorable when somebody catches you know, like like Tifa's like, oh no, sorry, Jesse was like, hey, is that a smile I see on you? He's like, what? We gotta go. So it's ba- like, like whenever, whenever, whenever somebody like you know, I, I don't know what baka means or what is from there is, uh-huh. but every time somebody points out to him, you know that like he's he's letting like the facade slip, like there's a little bit of emotion. He's very like, oh, this didn't happen. Let's go. So that is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I really like some of the the way some of the other characters are written. So I have to admit, like I I played Final Fantasy VII as I said all the way to the final boss. I barely remember anything. I obviously, as I think every gamer remember. The one, you know, the one plot thing that the I'm mo- not the mention. most famous spoiler in video games that we're somehow not going to mention, even though yeah, we're, probably. we're probably a couple years off from it being spoiled again. Still, I don't think we should. 
but yeah obviously i remember that thing um funnily enough the other thing i remember is the music from the main menu so when i heard it, i was like oh yeah right there was music i love that yeah, but, but i, I think, had, had forgotten about i think that's just the final fantasy theme that's not just that's not seven exclusive well i don't know but like yeah i haven't played one in ages so i wouldn't know yeah so yeah like i i don't remember much but like i really um i really absolutely love so far um uh, Tifa and Jesse and Wetch and Bixie, like the the voice actors doing a kick-ass job. That's uh, weird that Bixie and voiced. Oh, no, yeah. and like, you know, they're, they're very, you know, very likable, yeah, very were... relatable characters. Like, well, it feels so again. I I don't remember much. Like, but like people are, yeah. keep telling me like they they did more to flash out the characters, and yeah, I feel like if they did that, then like... it it does work. Yeah. Like you know, they they are very likable, relatable characters. We're like, hey, no. It's, See, yeah, it's, it's fun to hang out with these guys and talk to them. Yeah, you're talking about Biggs and Wedge and Jesse as if they're relatable characters, where it was like Big Biggs and Wedge were there enough to be a name gag a couple times, you know, obviously because it's the it's the Star Wars pull and they show up in a bunch of Final Fantasy games. Um, and Jesse, no, like, like here they they had quite a lot of uh, dialogue so far. Yeah, exactly. So so none of that I think was in seven. Um, I. I barely remember jesse like i remember i i know i know the the rough kind of outline of what goes on with jesse but like it seems like they've been blowing those characters up they did the same in advent children a little bit to some of them like uh like the, the turks got way more stuff than i remember them having in the, in the first i movie. i never saw final uh, sorry advent children or mm. advent children was the movie right advent children was the movie it, it's um it's pretty... i don't even know when is that is set is that set after the events of the game or yeah yeah, yeah. it's a it's a sequel to seven um and it's 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 pretty fucking. Wait, anime. I thought Noctis dies at the end. Of seven. How, how, fuck, how the fuck are you not gonna spoil a game from like '97? You are gonna spoil a game from a few years ago. I didn't assume anybody wants to play that game. Mm. Hmm. That game's fine. Haters gonna hate. Speaking of hating, uh, the minute they, they they I've said this a few times. The minute they said that they were gonna do this in a few parts, I lost fucking interest in this video game. Are you gonna if it stays like this, are you gonna stick around for all three parts? I'm assuming three. Uh, so far, probably yeah. Like um, I've quite liked it. Uh, the lady quite uh, likes it. Yeah. She is she is a big fan of of Cloud's um, absolute inability to talk to women like a normal person. You can't talk to anybody like a normal person. It feels even more pronounced with ladies. He's not a normal person. I know, he's a soldier, Caps Lock. Um, sure. Yeah, so you really don't remember much from that game, do you? Soldier, Caps Lock. <laughs> I like that, like, even in the, like, the dialogue, everything is, you know, normal, like, normalization, but always it's like, Soldier, Caps Lock. Soldier, do they say Caps Lock? No, but it's always written in caps lock in the subtitles. Do you feel like Barrett sounds like that character Robert Downey Jr. played in Tropic Thunder? I haven't seen that, and the only thing I care about forevermore that Robert Downey Jr. does is Iron Man. That that was just like a concentrated dose of fanboy that I feel is just a reaction okay, to well, you speaking also, positively also, I, about Final Fantasy. I also like Sherlock. Yeah, he was good in Sherlock. He was great in Sherlock. All right, so you, but, but no, yeah. The only thing, and I, you tell me this, right? Because yeah. I, I cannot remember. Mm-hmm. Was uh, was Barrett always and so far really insufferable asshole? Uh, Barrett was was. I seem to remember Barrett being that kind of weird take that some Japanese games have for black people, like where you're just kind of like, "Yo, man, you can't say this to people. Like, what are you doing?" 
Like he like the 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 way the way the dialogue worked in the first one was was really weird. The the line that money's for Marlene's schooling always um always struck me as kind of like like I I see what you guys are kind of going for, but I don't know how bad what you're trying to do is, and I feel guilty to uh to be associated with it. Um so no, he he wasn't he wasn't like an asshole. He was just like like jive in a way that that was a little uncomfortable back in the day for me at least i don't know so for example here what he does you know like he's like telling people to hey you know like be quiet like this is a stealthy mission right yeah and then every time he gets a chance to he he essentially discusses with any shindra employee he meets on a train and essentially more or less reveals that he's a terrorist you're like that's kind of stupid, isn't it? Yeah, there's 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 moments like that. I mean, the whole the whole. Honey, yeah, maybe it may still thing. change, but yeah, so far, uh, not a, not a big fan of Barrett. As I said, like I really really enjoying Tifa, and I'm really enjoying like all of the, uh, the um, the Avalanche troops. He's got um, a machine gun. What, what what is an absolutely great character is uh, Tifa's and Cloud's landlady. Okay. God, I don't even remember this. Because there's like she's an she's a a older lady that um makes it very clear on on any occasion she gets that if if Cloud should in any way shape or form disappoint Tifa or let her down that she will kill him. <laughs> and like it's it's like those conversations are pretty fucking great. So I, yeah, I'd be... and then really the combat system is fantastic. So overall, so far quite lucky. I think uh, I think I'll probably Baka. get on. Baka, Baka. I think I'll probably get on, like I said, when when all three are out. I, it would be interesting to see how they hit some of the weird branching stuff later, or introduce um, some of the characters later, uh, especially the two that were completely fucking optional in the first game. Who else was it? Was it uh, Yuffie? Six? No. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I remember, like, because the other day, or like, you know, what, what the other day, like. A while ago, I was reading people saying, like, oh, you know, these characters from Final Fantasy, and somebody mentioned Yuffie, and I was like, who? Yeah. Like, you know, like the Star Lord thing, like who? And I looked it up, I was like, I've never heard of this I person bet, before. I bet if if judging by any of the extra media is is something to go by that Yuffie is going to fucking greatly annoy you. That's entirely possible. But I, you know, I, I, to be honest, like I don't even remember any of the other characters. I just remember, obviously, Cloud, Tifa, Barret, Aerith, uh, Red. Is it 13? Do they fucking call her Aerith in that? Uh, nobody has spoken her name so far. Like where the, until where I have played, like nobody has talked to her. Like you know, I, I don't think any of the protagonists know her name yet. Like Cloud just bumped into her once. It's Eris, you sons of bitches. I don't care if I'm wrong. I'm right. Um, no, you think you're very American way to uh, American. I think that's I think that's how she was in America, and I'm not sure if she was called that anywhere else. Um, yeah, again, like I, I haven't met her yet, so yeah. um, you're missing. I, Kate I wouldn't Sith? know yet. Who was Kate? Oh, it was like a Moogle thing or something? Yeah, he's a he's a uh, robotic like little little cat. yellow thing. Oh, okay. No, he's like it's like he's a he's a robot cat on top of a giant Moogle, if I remember right. I forget. Yeah, I think I, I want to think that's that's what it is. He's like a yeah, that's a weird fucking character because he's I don't want to I won't spoil that part for for anybody. Yeah, so you're missing like Kate Valentine, Vince Valentine. You already said. Yeah, yeah, that's that that guy. Red yeah. Red Thirteen. Yeah. yeah, I think he is supposed to be in this one as well, right? I believe so, which is a little I think weird. you met him in mid towards the end of Midgar or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the cast. There was only like eight of them. Sid, obviously. So here's a question for you. Yeah. What is gonna happen first? Yeah. Is the is the next is is the next part of the Final Fantasy VII remake gonna come out? 
or is Final Fantasy 16 going to be announced first? No, I, I, I got. I would hope that they at least do this like they did um, FF10, where they just blaze through fucking three of those games before they they talked about other ones. Right? That's how that went down, right? So you don't think that Final Fantasy 16 is going to come out prior to? What is that in 2028, 2030 uh, almost? They put them out quick. Are they really going to do fucking four-year gaps between these? Well, I don't think anybody knows so far. I would expect that whenever, or like very, if I was, and I had to spend uh, the money from Sony's war chest, I would obviously make sure that um, that the second part of, of the remake is it's shown or teased fairly soon whenever they get around to showing more of the PlayStation 5. Yeah, I mean, so so. FF... I, I I don't expect like this. If as you and I think we both agree on that, like it it, it makes sense because video games. If this turns out to be a trilogy, I don't expect that to be finished before twenty twenty five or something. I mean, so they did the thirteen trilogy over four years. So it's two thousand nine for thirteen. It was twenty eleven for thirteen two and twenty thirteen for Lightning Returns. Yeah, but I expect this one obviously with, with with today's and you have to like I have to hand this to like the production values are insane. Yeah, well, like, this would be the game the that they give a shit about, which people. is odd. So yeah, um, I I expect like this this trilogy to be take a long time to be finished. To be honest, that's not going to so, be. I, I don't know. It, it will suffer for it. It's it, to me that's super weird. Um. Suffer for it for me. Look, the game's super popular. I'm sure people are going to fucking love it, especially people that haven't played it or had no uh, particular affinity to the first one. But, like, I don't know. I don't know, man. That that's that would be a long wait. Uh, this would be something that I would hope they get out. But, I mean, knowing Square, they'll probably announce FF16 sometime in 2012, and it'll be out in 2035. You know, we'll, we'll see. It'll, it'll definitely be interesting, because I feel like... It, you know, at least for the time that I've been there to, you know, follow the industry as it feels like one of the, you know, the the, the signs of, of a new console generation being here was sooner or later a new Final Fantasy being shown. <laughs> you know, because uh, 4 for 3, obviously, you know, it, it was um, it was uh, 13 and 13 versus, right? Yeah, all right. And then for the PS4, they had, what was it called? The Tech Demo Acne's Philosophy or something? Yeah, but they, did they even call that an FF thing? Because they also did, they, they've recently done a tech uh, tech demo for their like weird um, cinematic department that can't seem so, yeah, to Yeah, we'll die. see. But yeah, it, it feels like to me kind of like, you know, a, a new PlayStation being announced sooner or later, there should be a new Final Fantasy uh, announcement, tease, whatever, to go with that. But, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see how, how that's going to go. Do you think they put out Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Three and then immediately remaster it? Uh, well, which one is the guy always confused? Is this Nomura? Uh, I'm not sure if he's working on this. Who is the, who is the Master of Belts? Master of what? Belts, like the guy, the, the oh who always yeah, belts. Is that is that what's it called? I thought Tetsu, that was Nomura. Yeah, Tetsuya thought, Nomura or yeah, something. I believe, I believe you're right. Yes. I'm and who who is on, who is who is on this one? Isn't that him? I I haven't even played this game, my man. I completely lost my thought, my, my train of thought right now. What were we discussing before I brought up the name? Uh, it was um, do they immediately remaster it? 
Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of them, I think it was him. I don't know. Recently, in an interview, said like, you know, if for the rest of his life he would just over and over remaster Final Fantasy VII, he'd be happy, <laughs> and that he absolutely expects that that in twenty years they would, you know, like there there would be a need to remaster, remake it again. Yeah. So depending on how long this goes, you know, and how 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 desperate Square is at any given time for cash, you know, maybe uh, that is fucking dystopian. You know, now that now that both. Um, and DSX and, and Tomb Raider have failed to live up to their reasonable expectations of selling 15 million copies on day one. Yeah. Like, you know, finally, the cloud will have to, you know, carry that shit. The cloud is... But if, if, it was, if it was up to you, if, if, if after this is finished and they're like, you know, kind of like what Capcom is doing where as soon as one remake is out, they're announcing the next one. Yeah. Uh, what would be your, your preference for, for a new remake, you know, to, to this, like, level of execution? Um, would you go for your beloved six or I, they'd fuck it up, man. I don't know. Six is so tight. It's so, it's got, it's got, I think to me, it's too precious. It's like if somebody was going to remake, um, Lord of the Rings, you know, like actually, so here's a funny thing, you know, sorry for an aside note, because as you know, I always, on my second screen, I have, I have tweet deck open. We just talked about journey. Yeah. And PlayStation has announced that as part of the Play at Home initiative from April 15th, so that's um, yesterday by the yeah. time you hear this episode, yes. mm-hmm. um, until May 5th, you can pick up um, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, and Journey for free. Weren't they both on PS Plus stuff? That's still kind of nice. Yeah, it, they were. But like you know, if you don't have them, those are four excellent games. Yeah. And three of them are you know a part of the Marcel canon of fantastic games. So. <laughs> Oh god! So, go go for that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so here's my here's my pitch yeah. for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go. So you know they they talked a lot about like you know the fantastic new audio system. What's it called? The Tempest Engine or something on the uh-huh. PlayStation Five? Yeah. You know where like depending on like the shape of your ear, it's optimized to be the perfect sound. That sounds like some Sony ass shit right there. Now imagine all of that—the perfect execution of human sound. You know, like for your ear, for the shape of Richard Miller's ear, mm-hmm. but. Titus's laughter. Oh yeah, my head would probably explode. So that's, that's my pitch to you. That's wretched. No, Final, uh, Final Fantasy X uh, remake with perfect Titus laughter. I want to see him. Yeah, if they could do, if they could do, no, nah, they'd ruin six. They'd ruin six for me. So I have to play it safe and tell them to like do tactics. I think uh, it would feel to me like nine would be a strong contender. Like from what I hear from people, I mean, nine people was, asking for nine was. It like, feels like it is one of the most universally beloved. Nine's great. I'm well. All, the the PlayStation Three are, are great. Fuck anybody who hates eight. Um, seven through nine are fucking solid. Uh, and then that director left. So, um, I don't know. I yeah, they could do nine. Nine may be universally beloved, but it got just like every other Final Fantasy game. Like it just doesn't have the fucking tail on it. I think I think FF Seven is is in this position because they pumped so much into it with Crisis Core and fucking Dirge of Cerberus and fucking Advent Children and fucking the the manga. You know, I, I mean, how many how many Final Fantasy Seven properties are there? There is, there is, yeah. It's probably I would say like the most, and you know, long before that became like a very thing like before stuff like assassin's creed or did it or like bioware yeah or warcraft it felt like one of the really early attempts at like massive multi you know cross media franchise thing. right yeah and holy shit it's easy to get tired of that stuff um 
in even in Kingdom Hearts, where Sephiroth is voiced by Lance Bass of NSYNC fame. Really? Yeah, that's a hundred percent fucking. That's true. fucking amazing. Yeah, it was. It was Lance Bass was Sephiroth and Mandy Moore was Eris. And I think Cloud was just like I think Cloud was just like a normal Eris or Aerith. I will always call her Aerith. That's shit, Aerith. Fuck. <laughs> Very good. You, no, you have to fight yourself technically. Yes, I have. Uh, there's a battle inside. Um, yeah. So that was awkward. But yeah, they've always done that. Like, like if you're gonna see if Final Fantasy was gonna show up in something else, it was gonna be seven. Um, so yeah, if 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 that's the, if that's the ticket, because nine nine would be great. Nine was fantastic. Um, eight was great as well. They could do they could do some cool shit with eight because eight had a lot of eight was like like they'd already done it with with FF seven, which was you know like holy shit games can look really pretty on the PS one so let's really lean into that and it had a lot of the the kind of pre rendered um, cutscenes that made them super famous uh, like as what do you, you remember we talked about that technique once it's like the the PS one thing of playing a pre rendered cutscene on the background of gameplay like fear 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 effect did that a bunch. Um, I never had a PS1, so I don't know. All right, so so the concept is simple. It's like there there would be True. backgrounds that were movies. So like uh, as you're running away in the city, there's like a pre-rendered cutscene of a giant mechanical spider smashing through a building, and it looked fucking amazing. So you know they've always done the the graphic thing. I bet I bet eight would be a pretty good uh, candidate for making the next pretty ass remake. And then I think Squallman. Uh, Squallman, give him a short jacket. Get the get the Rhinoa. Squall dance scene. You got the romance right there. The forced weird romance. You got space. You got... Uh, what, was your, what was your last name? La, la, not Lockhart. <laughs> Hartilly? Hartilly or something? Yeah, yeah, Hartilly. Like, yeah. Like, that's Hartilly's also They've weird all got dumb last names. Every Final Fantasy character has a dumbass last name. What's Barrett's last name? Uh, Wallace, isn't it? Wallace. That's, that's not that weird, is it? I don't know. I don't know. So if if I enjoyed this and if I finished this, you know, if if you were to suggest to me which Final Fantasy I should try afterwards, which one would you go for? Fuck, man. I think you've you've brought up twelve a couple of times, right? Because you feel that Balthier is kind of like the Marcelo Final Fantasy. Twelve, twelve is. We talked about this in our Final Fantasy episode. Yeah, twelve is um way more approachable than people give it credit for, and it was kind of in a weird place when it launched. So like. The remaster is a is a fantastic place to get into because like it gets around a lot of the four or five editions that that game had to come out with to make it great. But it is essentially it is basically um, Final Fantasy Star Wars. Like there's a lot of that works for me. Yeah, there's a lot of um, parallels that can be drawn. Uh, there is a bit of ye olden talk. Because uh, as we know, Final Fantasy is is the anathema, like the absolute opposite of being weep. Exactly not, and you're a hypocrite. But um, but yeah, twelve, twelve, twelve is good. And if you haven't played nine, like nine is also nine is more uh heartwarming, kind of charming. Um, but also very fun. Those those the, for yeah. So I mean, you can try you can try a demo at twelve. I think they have a demo of it on on. What's the what's the what's the German soldier's name in in nine? Uh, Steiner. Yeah, but what's his name? Like, it was a super cliche name, wasn't it? Didn't he have like a second name as well? Uh, probably, but I don't even think. What makes you think he's German? Just like the name sounded super German. 
Um, let me look up Steiner's entire name. Adalbert Steiner. Yeah, okay, I can see that sounds super. You can see that, right? Yeah. He sounds like a Landsknecht from like the Thirty Years' War. He looks cool, man. Those characters look cool. He also looks like a Landsknecht from the Thirty Years' War, to be fair. Yeah. So maybe there's a theme going there. Man, yeah, those characters are neat. But good. yeah, that these are my initial thoughts on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I may have additional thoughts as I play non-weebly further. Um, all right, I think we got time for pretty much one more, which is sad because we had a few more games in the pipe that we wanted to talk about. So what would you like to talk about? Would you like to talk about Valorant or Sea of Thieves? Uh, not Sea of Thieves. Um, because nothing happens. Because uh, once again, you crashed us into a fucking island. Uh, How the fuck can I crash something I if I'm not at the helm? try to blame me for it. I'm not at the helm. It's wait. impossible for me. Let's wait as the lookout who crashed us into an island. Let's wait until we can get Basti in a game because... His his Xbox uh, Game Pass sponsorship came tumbling down uh, the other day when we tried to play betrayed this. betrayed by the service he shilled the most. That's true. He could protect uh, everyone else, but not not his Xbox Live account. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm actually interested in you telling me about Valorant a little bit. Uh, it's a great game. Is Valorant it? is the new competitive five v five shooter from Riot Games. It is a um, a mix between Counter-Strike Go and Overwatch, or as I like to call it, the spiritual successor to Shadowrun. It seems, uh, from my casual observation, to lean way yep. more into the Counter-Strike. And I wouldn't even say Go. I would say, like, old-ass Counter-Strike uh, than it does, yeah, it, than it does I mean, in like, Overwatch. Like, the, the, the gameplay never changed. Like, even Go, like, very much, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, seems, yeah, but it seems yeah, it's to the same lean thing. It's... Way, way more into that than it does Overwatch. Yeah, there's one mode. It's like plant a bomb or a spike, as it's called here. So yeah. you have two teams. You have the CTs and the Ts, um, yeah. which, again, they're just called attackers and defenders here. You have different characters that each have different skills. So like your signature ability is the one that you have for free. Your ult. At least at least one charge of every round. No, no. Oh, the no, signature that's... is like a, a basic ability. You know, like, hey, somebody's shooting a sonar arrow, which, yes, is exactly the same as, as Hanzo does in, in Overwatch. Okay. And then you can buy additional uh, skills or additional some for some of the characters like uh, like um, Rays, you can buy additional charges of your signature skill also per. You're per talking level. about buy as in the buy round, buy phase between each round where you've earned money. Exactly, because that is exactly like Counter Strike. You get money for kills, you get money for winning, for planting the spike, um, and of course, if you die, you lose your weapons and stuff. So right. that is yeah, that is all very much Counter Strike. Um, where it the Overwatch comparison comes from, it's different heroes, as I said, like they have different abilities. Some of them are, you know, like for example, Rays has a, and that's a character that's the most controversial so far because some people say she's OP. Shroud says she's not OP, so you know you have that discussion going. Well, if Shroud but says she it. She has stuff like she has stuff like you know like a cluster grenade, which you know is is fairly. You could see that more or less in Counter Strike or something, right? Or Call of Duty, or you have a character like Omen who can teleport across the entire map. So that is decidedly you know like non Counter Strike. Um, and way more something like Overwatch. So yeah, like the basic game structure is very much it's Counter-Strike, um, where where the, the Overwatch comparisons come from. It's the, the heroes. You're, you're locked into one hero, which, you know, is, is more like LOL. It's not like Overwatch where you can switch heroes at any, at any time during the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it plays super smoothly. Um, I think they put like a ton of effort and they also set up as much into their into their servers and, and net code. It's like uh, 128 uh, tick rate on servers. Um, it's technologically, it's very, it's very impressive. Like well, it's everything, you know, it's it's a beta, but everything plays super smoothly. That thing's got to be tight though for for that kind of kind of gameplay, right? 
Like, I, I, bad yeah, net yeah, code would have sank them from the beginning, right? Exactly. I can definitely see that. Obviously, you know, this is they they have huge esports ambitions with this game. Yeah. Okay. Um. And you've you've uh, as we'll get into. And then, yeah, the, the weapons. So again, it's like this middle ground. Like they're they're not real weapons, as you know. Like it's not an AK. It's a ve- weapon that looks exactly like an AK. It's a a weapon that's called what's it called a bulldog, and it looks like. What is it? Oh, the, the um, P90. Yeah, it's not a P90. It's it looks like a, a mix, maybe like a mix between a P90 and like a Steyr Auk or something. Oh, but okay. like, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they are still like you know, um, regular S ballistic weapons. Like, it's not laser guns, pew pew or something. It's they're not real life models or like they don't have real life names. But like, it's very clear. You you look at a weapon and yeah, okay, yeah, this this is gonna be an this is like an MP5 in Counter Strike or in like real life. Yeah. This is like a a cult or like this is an AK47. So um, again, there is like very grounded. Even though like the the levels, they have an interesting mix between. Um, you know, there is one level that I'm actually on the other screen looking at stream right now. It is, it is, you know, kind of like a mix between Dust from from Overwatch, sorry, from Counter Strike, of course. You know, like like the Middle Eastern yeah. flair, but there's also like you know like huge tech machines and there's like you know these these steel plated corridors. That's more sci-fi. So um, it is a, a futuristic Earth mm-hmm. setting wise, and I think yeah, the I think I really like the art style. I think it's it's very the, nicely the, done. The the art style seems to be very divisive. And I will probably say, yeah. I will say firmly that I am divided on the side that it looks fucking great. Um, uh, it's really difficult for artists to do that kind of minimalism well. I think it looks. I think it's it's definitely got a style to it that uh, that grows on you the more you see it. I think it's I think it's really good looking. So one thing I'm really curious about because I agree with what you said, like a really dig your style. Um, right now, I think they really got very good clear silhouettes, which of course, you know, for like a, a shooter like that is important. Like it's important for me to call out uh, in the middle of the fight, like you know, hey, um, Omen is on B or something, so you know uh, people can expect like where you know his abilities may show up in their in their immediate you know vicinity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, League of Legends has uh, is making a ton of money from skins. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now there are only weapon skins in the game but there is no character skins yet at all and i don't think they've talked about it at all so that's something i'm really curious about you know when it comes to um the both both the art style and like the cohesiveness of the art style but also like reading the silhouettes uh, what their plans for that are going to be in the future yeah um i'm really digging like the the character looks because you know like there is um uh, it's like even it's it's even hard to describe like really the, the art style of the character so there's uh, you know somebody like omen who who you know He's like the, the Reaper equivalent, you know, like the Edgelord character. He, you know, like he's with, probably with, my with, least with favorite the, so far. With a cloak and stuff. Then you have like uh, some like Sova, who is like Russian Legolas. Um, yeah. Or like, you know, you have some characters like like Grace. She looks like, you know, she's she's a Latina and she talks like she's Latina from like, you know, late 90s hip hop uh, so video. They could, they could probably work on that a little better. Or you have you have Phoenix, who uh, who is probably my favorite looks wise, who just you know who probably looks like you know like an average uh, black kid from from today, you know like the way he does <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. So um, I really like you know that they're like it's it's very down to earth in in a way, even though it's kind of like so yeah. As you see, it's it's hard for me to describe, but like I really like the the uh, art direction they have so far for most of the characters. Yeah, as you said, like uh, Omen. And Cypher, or like Cypher looks like a little black, you know, what is it called? Like Spy v Spy from, from the Matt magazine. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what it, yeah. That's what he reminds me of. And then, yeah, Omen is just like the Edgelord character. Yeah, he's he's definitely my least favorite. He's, he's pretty much like a, 
He sounds. They they went for that in in a way that is is done. It might as well be a sassy robot. So you're gonna you're gonna stick around. You're gonna go pro on Valorant. Well, let's see how it goes. Um, uh, the, the problem was like recently our group has like grown a little bit of tired with with Overwatch. Oh yeah yeah. It's, so it's time to branch bit, out. It's become a little bit stale for us. So you know we're trying something new now. Let's see how it goes. Obviously, I think we're gonna be definitely be um, in full force whenever Overwatch two rolls around because uh, two days ago. I always have to think like, you know, in relative terms. Uh, two days ago, um, Echo came out like she's the last character that's going to come out for Overwatch mm -hmm. uh, before Overwatch 2 drops. Yeah. So that's also kind of like an indicator, I think, because I don't think they can afford to not drop a new character you know, for a year or something. Right. So that's maybe why I'm hoping, thinking that Overwatch 2 may drop this fall. And then you'll be um, sucked right back in. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I love Overwatch. I love the ideas of Overwatch, like a ton of the characters, obviously. Um, it's just that right now, like, it's it's grown a little bit samey. Maybe, you know, I haven't played much. Like, maybe Echo will, will break that a little bit up again. Mm -hmm. I hope but so. until then, I think, like, you know, Valorant is, is definitely going to be a, a fun game to, you know, try to get good at. Like, it feels it's much harder to, to be good at Valorant so far than in Overwatch. Like it's yeah. it's way more forgiving. That's also why I think you know a lot of people are, as every time a new competitive game is announced, like people will immediately pronounce the death of all its competitors. Like, yeah, oh, Valorant is going to yeah. kill Overwatch and everything else. Um, I think specifically part of that Overwatch audience of what like 50 million copies sold is gone is is a lot of players you know normally don't play shooters who would not play something like Counter Strike, which is very unforgiving. Uh, Valorant. You know, with some of the abilities, it feels almost even less forgiving than over than Counter Strike. Right. Um. But then, I, so so yeah, I think like a lot of people, even if gonna try it because it's gonna be free, I think a lot of people who who like Overwatch and maybe are growing a little bit tired of it, they may not find what they like in Valorant because it is you know it is ultra competitive. It's this whole thing of you know like it's 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 rounds where if you die, you're out for that round. The rounds are very short; it's only a hundred seconds. Um. The games can be quite lengthy for a shooter. Um. You know. Um. It's it's a best of twenty five rounds, yeah. And and we had a match that went over twenty five rounds that ended thirteen to twelve, and you know that's 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 a mobile game length. You know, that's forty minutes, that's, yeah. which I feel is is very long for a shooter. That's quite a commitment. So, um, you know that's and that that's twice as long. Like in, in Overwatch, we say man twenty minute matches. That's pretty long. So um, yeah, it's definitely going to be for everybody. But I think um, that you know that ultra competitive fan base people that played go CS:GO or so. Um, it, also, depending, of course, on what Riot does with esports, which so far they've done a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's definitely going to be a big contender. Yes. Awesome, awesome! I can't wait to hear how how your journey to double, triple, platinum goes. Uh, but we have been rambling um, for quite a long time, my friend. Yes, as as dear audience, as you can see, uh, Rich and I, we haven't been uh, together on a train going to work for quite a while because <laughs> we're stuck at home. So there's a lot of catching up to do. That's absolutely right. But yes, we we're gonna end on on a high note and not get back to Richard crashing the ship with Sea of Thieves. You're you're the worst. Um, you were at the helm before. So anyway, you... Richard, if yeah, if people want to talk to you, oh, where would they wait, do that? Just wait, I get there because I wanted to uh, drop a quick note on the fact that we got two emails. Oh right, true. Two emails. Uh, one um from a longtime listener, longtime writer, Asia. Uh, if it's all right, Asia, I would love to save your email for uh next week when Basti's back because it's kind of centered on community stuff and he's he's our go-to guy for that. Um, so when when he comes back, I'll be sure to fire that his way. Um, thanks again for writing in. Really appreciate it. 
And we got another one from, God, I'm going to screw up the pronunciation of this nickname every time. Oida? Oida, perfect. Fuck yeah. Um, who wrote a very, very supportive email. Uh, thank you very oh, yeah. what, much. What, what were the ratings he gave us? Uh, he, I'd have to pull it up. I, I, I gotta pull it up. Yes, again. he he gave he gave us he gave all, each one of us a rating. He did. Uh, the, you sirs all earned that. He gave a, a very lovely uh, introduction. He said you sirs all raid uh, earned the following scores on the all-time leaderboard of PLC history in my small triangular world. Uh, nine out of ten game passes for Basti for being in almost every episode up to the point. Where I feel like that out. that that's like a good rating for Basti. Nine out of ten game pass. Maybe maybe right now I'll just give him eight out of ten because like game pass lets him down pretty badly this this week when we want to play CFP. <laughs> that's not his fault, but I agree. Uh, nine out of ten uh, MA5D assault rifles from Marcel for being an incredible host over all the episodes he takes part in. I think also the ones he Thank didn't you. participate in either, which is incorrect. But you know I'll forgive him this time. Uh, 9 out of 10 Magic Missile Packed Blast Fistos for PLC Hall of Famer Richard for being as entertaining as always. Fuck this shit in brackets. He must be listening to another podcast. Uh, 9 out of 10 British Dry Stone Fences for Matt, who unfortunately got less airtime than he deserves. I agree. And he wanted to give a quick shout out to Africa and Nick, who also deserve 9 out of 10 projectiles for their appearances, and especially raising the flag for grass-type Pokemons. So that oh, was... I, I remember, yes, I remember. Like, what did, what did you say? It's a grass type, you stupid bitch. You dumb bitch, you said bitch. to me. You need to know these things. So yeah, that's uh, that was that was an awesome email, Oida. Uh, you're the wind beneath my wings. Um, if people want to, like, yeah. if, if I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, people can send us emails, and we appreciate every email. And if it's a cool email, we'll, we'll read it out here. Um, you can send us emails to projectilelunchcast at gmail but you can also use the wonders of social media to talk to Richard on Twitter. Using his hash as his handle, which is uh, it's the same as it is every week. It's uh, I forget. Sorry. It's at uh, ff richmake. Um, basically, it's uh, it's just the same drive as always to insert me into as much uh, FF7 uh, remake screenshots and fan fiction as you can. I have cosplayed as the honeybee in itself. Um, so so let's keep this going. You know what's kind of funny about this? Mm. I believe that in every business plan that, that Square Enix has, you know, like forecast for the year, there is a slide that just says FF7 Rich Make. Yes, Rich Make, please. We need the money. Um, yeah, that's that's good. Also, um, something brand new. We have uh, put on a little, uh, so far, very exclusive, as in it's just the three of us, <laughs> but like a little um, Discord channel. So, you know, if you're an avid listener of the Projectile Launchcast and you feel like, hey, you know, you would, okay, you like, you know, Talk to us, give us feedback on episodes, maybe propose your ideas for for um, you know, uh, other episode topics or maybe even play a game occasionally. Um, then just please let me know on Twitter or send an email or you know whatever. And then we'll send you an invite to the, to the Discord and we can hang out and um, make fun of Richard. Yeah. And uh, if you want to do this, as I said, on Twitter, then you can ideally do that talking to me on Twitter at com underscore Raven. And uh, yeah, I think uh, until until next time, I will keep clouding and valoranting and not crashing ships and maybe going to the Gulag on occasion. Some of that's Richard. not true. Yeah, uh, I'll also do that, Marcel. Before we leave, I just wanted to ask you one quick question. Welcome back, Commander. Uh, not that one. Oh, okay, uh, okay. How, how pissed do you think Todd Howard is about all this remake success that is not him just putting Skyrim out? Well, you know, I, I think like return on investment wise, I think Skyrim probably did a lot better than Final Fantasy is going to do because they put a ton of money into Final Fantasy, which I'm not sure they did with Skyrim. Didn't think you were going to take this seriously. 
I'm just glad you brought up Todd Howard because we barely did today, and that's a shame. Because Wastelanders is out today as a free uh, update for Fallout 76, uh, which is also now available on Steam. Be the old school. Yeah, old school. We the old school. Yeah, old school. Been getting that money for a girl sweet as honey. Got me some roses and a little bling. I knocked on her door, she said, what you waiting for? I heard you was looking for a king. Been climbing up here.